0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, guys? It is August twenty fourth. Um, Lost my train of thought. I think we're on episode 224. What it is, me, your host Nick. Uh, You'd think that you know, four years into this, I yeah, 224. You'd think four years into this, uh, I'd be able to open a show like a normal human being every week. Um, But clearly, clearly, I don't have that skill. Um, But how are you guys? Huh? How how's it going? You guys excited for Gamescom this week? Gamescom opening live. Damn, a lot of shit was announced this week, huh? Got that Destiny 2 uh, Lightfall reveal. Um, More Fallout over at uh, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. In their merger, we got Game of Thrones is back with House of the Dragon. She-Hulk is on TV. Like, we're, we're shaping up to have a really good fall, folks. We are shaping up to have a really good fall. I am excited for it. I hope you guys are excited for it. Um let's get into video games though. I don't want to waste any time today. We got a lot to talk about. Um before we get too deep, I do wanna say, um, so I bought Madden. It's the first Madden I've bought in oh, I don't know, several years. Um and at least one that I've actively played. Um it is an infuriating game because, and I, I looked online, this is a, a known thing. Um, first off, I had a lower, I usually play on all Madden, the hardest difficulty. I've had to go down to pro. Um, but literally, it's it's just, in it's interception the game is what I want to call it. And it, it, it's re- really ridiculous because I'm playing as like a franchise player or my career, whatever you want to call it now, face the franchise. I think I'm in week... 11 and I have like 20 interceptions which is ridiculous it, it, it it's I've seen multiple complaints online about how it seems like every defender can just catch the ball immediately and it does seem like that the AI is really fucking broken with running like my running back will literally have a wide open lane like no one around him and then he'll like do like a juke move with no one around. And then get tackled. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this AI? Um, I I mean, it is fun. It is like they've made some cool improvements. But again, it's infuriating that every throw turns into an interception pretty much. And that's just, it's frustrating. But moving on. Um, We're learning now uh, that Netflix is looking into potentially... Entering into the cloud game streaming world. Um, which, I mean, they would have the servers to do it. This is per protocol. Uh, they want to expand their gaming offering. Despite the fact that less than 1% of their users use gaming on the service. Um, they had a rendering engineer job position listed. Um, I, I just... Uh, I wonder if this will actually happen. Um, or if it's even worthwhile for them. I personally don't think so. I don't understand. But they'll keep raising the rates, and they'll keep introducing stuff nobody wants. But hey, at least they're not HBO Max. Um, (laughs) Uh, we finally got a full game list for the uh, Sega Genesis Mini 2, which... Is technically a Japan-only product, but you can get it imported via Amazon. Um, it will include uh, at least 60-plus games. Um, some game none of which were... Oh, the end of October, sorry, is when it's available. Um, none of which were on the original one. So, we're getting Afterburner 2, Alien Soldier, Atomic Runner, Bonanza Bros, Clay Fighter, which is a very popular, famous game, Crusader of Sen- Senti, Desert Strike Return to the Gulf, Earthworm Jim 2, oh hell yeah, Elemental Master, Fatal Fury 2, Game Ground, Golden Axe 2, Grenada, Hellfire, Herzog's Way, Lightning Force Quest for the Dark Star, Midnight Resistance, Outrun, Outrunners, Fantasy Star 2, Populous, Rainbow Island Extra, Ranger X, Star, Rolling Thunder Two, I'm Sensing a pattern here, Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi, Shining Force Two, Shining in the Darkness, Sonic 3D Blast, Splatterhouse Two, Streets of Rage Three, Super Hang On, Super Street Fighter Two New Challenges, The Ooze, The Revenge of Shinobi, Toe Jam and Earl and Panic of Funkotron, Truxton. Vector Man 2, I didn't know they made a Vector Man 2, Viewpoint, Virtua Racing, Warsong, and now we're getting to the Sega CD games. We got Echo the Dolphin CD version, Echo the Tides of Time, Final Fight CD, Mansion of Hidden Souls, Night Striker, Night Trap, baby. That's right, Night Trap, the famous game. Robo Aleste, uh Sewer Shark, Shining Force CD, Silphied, Sonic the Hedgehog CD, The Ninja Warriors, uh, and then some bonus games. Devi and Pi, Fantasy Zone, Space Harrier 2, Plus Space Harrier, Splatter, Star Mobile, Super Locomotive, and VS Puyo Puyo Sun. Uh, Remember, this is technically like a Sega CD, um, Sega Genesis CD version. Um, almost as if they were to like do a, um, I'm trying to think if they did like a PS1 mini slim version, uh, is, is the best I can think of that, I guess. I don't know. Um, we did get confirmation, uh, death stranding is headed to game PC game pass, but PlayStation is not involved. Remember they don't technically own that IP. Uh, High on Life has been unfortunately delayed to December, but that is just a few weeks, so that's okay. Uh, We're learning that Sony is making a Days Gone movie. Uh, Like, okay. Of all the IPs you have from PlayStation games, Days Gone is the one you're going with? Uh, Like, um... That's a questionable option. Uh, I think we're oversaturated with zombie properties. I don't think that that is a movie. I, I don't. Jesus Christ. Like of all things. You choose Days Gone. I think that's a misstep. Um, Multiverses was announced as the best selling game in the US last month. Despite being free to play. And also in like beta, <laughs> um, I guess it was for sales of the founders packs. Uh, that way you get character tickets, in-game currency and other cosmetic items, which is an insane thought um, because it wasn't even the game that was purchased. It was the like the, the in-game currency. I mean, I guess it's a good Smash clone, then. It's the first good one in a while. Um, Let me see. So, uh, we're getting Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, We've now learned that a new book will bridge the gap between the two two games. Uh, No word yet on how much time has passed. I think they said that. I don't remember, though. The book will be called uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. Will be written by Sam Mags. Uh, it is expected to release next March. Um, I think everyone is expecting the game to launch early in twenty twenty three for Survivor. Um, not entirely sure though when they said that will come out. Um, I I think. Uh, Oh, okay, so it's five years after Jedi Fallen Order. So ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Which puts it right in line with uh, when Obi-Wan took place, when Solo took place, and several other recent uh, shows and properties. Um, We also got a trailer for our first look at The Last of Us, uh, which is coming to HBO sometime next year. I had no idea Nick Offerman was in the show. Um and then get this Sony and play PlayStation technically is being sued for five by 5 billion pounds and it's over PlayStation store prices. Um, so 5.9 billion U S dollars. Um, and it has to do, this is via sky news, uh, consumer rights advocate, Alex Neil, who is the ex managing director of the nonprofit consumer advice organization, which UK, um, it says the quote. He says quote. The game is up for Sony PlayStation. Unquote. Um, and it, it's essentially saying that consumers have been overcharged for digital purchases of games and DLC since Sony is charging a thirty percent commission. Uh, the official lawsuit says quote. With this legal action, I am standing up for the millions of UK people who have been unwittingly overcharged. We believe Sony has abused its position and ripped off its customers. Gaming is now the biggest entertainment industry in the UK, ahead of TV, video, and music, and many vulnerable people rely on gaming for community and connection. The actions of Sony is costing millions of people who can't afford it, particularly when we're in the midst of a cost of a living crisis and the consumer purse is being squeezed like never before, unquote. Um, essentially, it's, a, it's, it's against Sony for the PlayStation Store. Uh, he said, quote, Sony dominates the digital distribution of PlayStation games and in-game content. It has deployed an in- anti-competitive strategy which has resulted in excessive prices to cons- customers that are out of all proportion to the cost of Sony providing its services, unquote. Um, they estimate that it's around anywhere from 67 pounds to 562 pounds per person over a six-year range, uh, in excluding interest and this is where they got that five billion dollar pound number. Um, I, I it'll be interesting to see how that case plays out and what ultimately happens with it. Um, I don't know if they'll win. I don't know how that would even pay out. I I don't. I I don't know. I I mean, yes, Sony does some things that aren't very pro-consumer. Microsoft's done it too. Um, however, I do agree that sometimes they charge a little too much on the digital storefronts. I don't think a digital version of a game should be the same cost as a retail version because it doesn't cost as much to produce, like, there's no overhead in terms of a digital version. Um, because they don't need to produce a physical game disc or like a, a hard copy. I, yes, I know there's server costs and things like that. So I'm not saying it needs to be full price, but I'm not saying it needs to be like free or half price either. Um, but maybe discounted to buy the digital instead of the, the full price physical version. That's just me. We'll see what happens. We'll watch this case. Uh, a new PGA Tour 2K 23 uh, or a new 2K version of PGA Tour has been announced. Um, this is, of course, 2K's golf game. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to be on the cover and it's going to be the first time in almost 10 years since he was on the cover of a golf game. Um, So I have never played 2K's golf games. I don't know how they were compared to um, PGA Tour or whatever they were called when EA made golf games. I can't even remember. Um, But interesting, Tiger's back on the cover. Uh, The Game Awards will return in December with a new category. It is going to be uh, Best Adaptive Adaptation or something like that. Essentially, it's going to give awards to... um, Give an award to whoever is the best adaptation of a video game in another media. I think that means book... I think they included books, but mostly television, movies, things like this. Um, So, like, Halo, even though it's... Not great of a TV show, that would count. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 would count. Um, Things of that nature, essentially, are what are going to be held in that category. We'll see what ultimately is nominated. Um, Sony announced that the PSVR 2 will release in early 2023. No concrete date, no price as of yet. Uh, Several new games were announced during opening night live uh, at Gamescom. Um, And uh, one peripheral, which we'll talk about first. uh, Sony has announced the DualSense Edge, which is a new premium controller that has customizable options. uh, Similar in vain to the Xbox Elite controller. Uh, No price point, no release date. um, But it does have adaptive triggers. It does have... uh, um, uh, uh i don't how do you call those Pan- levers panel I, I don't know what you want to call them um but like those uh other things on the back of the elite controller i i don't know but they have them in two strange positions on the on the elite or on the the, the dual sense edge um, this could give the elite a run for its money um depending on its price point and the quality of it like i uh, i said when i got my ps5 the quality on the dual sense controllers just seems cheap um it will have a braided usb-c cable so good on them for doing that because sony likes to cheap out with the cables they give you for your controller um, hopefully it's got a good battery like the elite controller battery because that the elite controller battery lasts months all i'm gonna say <laughs> um, i wonder though if it will have like different uh different joysticks like the elite has the elite has different stock convex and concave joysticks as smoother ones and as taller ones, so we'll see um, how that plays out with the DualSense Edge, and hopefully it comes with a nice carrying case like the Elite does. Um, But, like I said, we got a lot of new games announced. Um, We got a new The Lords of the Fallen, which is a sequel to Lords of the Fallen, which is a Souls-like game, uh, coming out sometime next year. Or in the future, they didn't give an exact date. Uh, Everywhere, a new open world game from Leslie Benzies, who used to essentially run Rockstar Games with the. Um, I can't think of their name, but Lindsay, Leslie Benzies used to be like the head, studio head for Rockstar North behind pretty much the greatest Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, a new Dune survival M- MMO called Dune Awakening, and it looks like it might be set in the film universe. Uh, moving out to a new isometric game, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. We got some new story beats, uh, essentially, and we can see what happens if you use like unfor- unforgivable curses and kind of go over to the dark, dark arts, uh, become a, a dark wizard. A uh, new Tales from the Borderlands, which launches in October. Uh, Dying Light 2 is getting a new expansion. Uh, Tortuga: A Pirate's Tale was announced. Looks like we're gonna have a lot of pirate games floating around. In the next uh, few years or so. Uh, Marauders. A new game is entering entering early access. Uh, Sonic Frontiers launches in November. I guess it's unafraid of, of God of War. <laughs> um, Quantic Dream has a new game called Under the Waves. Which I'm sure a lot of people will ignore. Considering David Cage's allegations. Uh, where you play a diver in the 70's in the North Sea. Um, we got some new gameplay for Goat Simulator 3. Uh, Return to Monkey Island has a release date, September 19th. Um, Moonbreaker is a new digital tabletop game, um, including the ability to like paint your figures uh, from the Subnautica developers. We're getting a new card deck type shooter game called Friends vs. Friends. Uh, another new Souls-like Lies of Pea. Um, Stranded Alien Dawn is a new RTS game coming out. Uh, Atlas Fallen, which looks like a really cool, like, magic-type RPG. Uh, The trailer was really awesome. Uh, Homeworld 3 showed off gameplay. Genshin Impact is getting a new expansion. Uh, Telltale Games is making a game based off of The Expanse. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is getting a movie uh pretty much 30 year or a movie a game 30 years after the movie came out and will be a new 3 versus 7 multiplayer game um Jeff Gardner who used to be a studio head or someone like that at Bethesda who worked on Skyrim and Fallout is working on his own uh RPG called Word Song Age of Empires 4 is getting a free anniversary DLC update. and Two new races, the Ottomans and the Malians. Uh, Those will release in October. We got new gameplay for Gotham Knights, including the the confirmation that Harley Quinn will be one of the villains, as well as Clayface. And the game's coming out four days early on October 21st. Uh, Hideo Kojima is making a podcast. Obviously, he made an appearance since Jeff Kiley... Hosts, Gamescom Opening Night, and Jeff Kiley and Hideo Kojima are besties. Uh, Dead Island 2 is real. This was the last thing of Opening Night Live. Dead Island 2 is real and is finally coming out. February 3rd. Uh, Looks to be somewhat... uh, Looks like the story hasn't changed at all, despite being under development for uh, almost a decade. And I think changed development hands like four times. Um, but it looks like it's still gonna be set in the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, that was it for opening night live. Uh, Bungie held a Disney 2 showcase on Tuesday as well. Uh, and we learned all about the new expansion Lightfall coming next year. Uh, it includes a new map and an alternate universe. Uh, you'll get a new subclass. Um, and new guardians and uh, new story, new raid all that, uh, and they say it's the beginning of the end, so it looks like we're finally getting a payoff from those uh, those like pyramid ships we saw at the end of the first game. Uh, and then we're also getting a c- crossover with Fortnite and Fall Guys. So in Fortnite, you'll be able to get um, Guardian skins, uh, and including Commander Zavala and the Stranger, uh, and then in Destiny 2, you'll be able to get Fortnite skins for your Guardians, Uh, And then in Fall Guys, you can get Guardian outfits for your Fall Guys characters. Uh, And a new season in multiplayer has dropped today, uh, and the Taken King Raid is back for all players. Um, And then we also learned that High on Life, the Justin Roiland game, which was recently delayed to December, will have... um, What is this? Four full-length movies and several Justin Roiland animated shorts, since Squanch Games is from Justin Roiland. Um, That's crazy. A TV in the game contains over 20 animated shorts from Justin Roiland and Friends, uh, as well as four fully licensed feature films. Um, Some commercial parodies, some with Roiland, so almost like intergalactic Television from Rick and Morty. Um... There's a TV in the living room. That's so fun. Hey, look, they mentioned the interdimensional cable. Um, a lot of them... Oh, wait. Oh, wow. So four uh, 4 feature-length movies that they licensed. Um, one of the, the creators on the game, um, Maddie Studevan, who is... Uh, let me see... He said, quote, on top of that, we've also licensed four feature-length movies that you can watch in the game. Uh, Justin is a big fan of Red Letter Media and Mystery Science Theater 3000. He's just a huge fan of that stuff, and he watches a lot of those movies. So he's like, why couldn't we do something similar in the game? Nobody's done it, so we're like, let's figure out how to license some movies, unquote. Um, They've been labeled as Z-grade movies, so that means like below B-tier. Uh, One of them is a 1994 movie called Tammy and the T-Rex, starring Denise Richards and Paul Walker. That's ridiculous. Never even heard of that movie. Um, But I'm all for it. (laughs) Uh, That's it for video games. If more Gamescom news comes out this week, we will, of course, talk about it on next week's show. Um, Let's move on to TV here. We have now learned that streaming has surpassed, uh, US streaming has surpassed cable TV for the first time ever. Uh, looks like we watch more streaming than cable. Uh, this is from Nielsen, the the keepers of the um, TV ratings. And uh, says online streaming made up a massive 34.8% of TV viewing last month. Um, and cable TV was 34.4%. It's the first time it's happened, according to Nielsen. Um, They said it was, quote, a slowdown of new content on traditional television and reduced sports programming, unquote. I'm surprised this didn't happen during... um, This didn't happen during the pandemic. But it's interesting. We'll see if that continues... um, We'll see if that continues to rise as time goes on. Uh... How about this? This is crazy stories coming out of HBO Discover or Warner Discovery. Um, HBO Max has essentially begun the culling. They have removed thirty six titles from streaming, allegedly to not have to pay creators residuals, which is pretty fucking sad. Um, a lot of Cartoon Network stuff has also been removed when creators are a little upset because, Cartoon Network sold it off as well, so it's unable to be watched anywhere else. And it's being thrown in a vault, which is really fucking shitty. Um, 36 titles now are going to be removed from HBO Max, including of which 20 are Max Originals. Which, again, it's very strange for them to remove things that were created for the service. Um, Warner Brothers Discovery is doing things that are very unprecedented in the world of streaming. Um, This is all per Variety. And they said, quote, as we work toward bringing our content catalogs together under one platform, we will be making changes to the content offering available on both HBO Max and Discovery Plus. That will include the removal of some content from both platforms, unquote. Again, this is very, very strange. Uh, These are what we know are leaving. Twelve dates of Christmas, about last night. Aquaman King of Atlantis, close enough. Ellen's Next Great Designer, Esme and Roy, The Fungies, Generation Hustle, Generation, Infinity Train, Little Ellen, My Mom, Your Dad, Odo, Ravi Patel's Pursuit of Happiness, Summer Camp Island, The Not Too Late Show with Elmo, The Runaway Bunny, Theodosia, Tig and Seek, and Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. Um, the Sesame Street thing, I think, is because the Henson Company owns that, and... No, it's separate. I remember we talked about this. It's separate because Disney owns the Muppets, but not Sesame Street. Um, It's also losing my dinner with Hervé and Cher. Uh, Cartoon Network, it's losing Dodo, Elliot from Earth, Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart, Mighty Magiswords, OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, Uncle Grandpa, Victor, and Valentino. Um, But it's gaining. Detention Adventure, Messi Goes to Okido, Mia's Magic Playground, The Ollie and Moon Show, Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures, Make It Big, Make It Small, and Squish. Um, Oh, and on top of that, they have removed 200 episodes of Sesame Street. Most of which are from uh, the 70s and 80s. Um, There are currently, per variety, 456 episodes to stream. um, But... Most of that is from seasons 39 to 52, which are from 2008 to 2022. Um, You can only get 29 episodes that aired between 1969 and 2007. uh, And the other 200 that were cold uh, were from that time period. Very interesting. While all that's happening, we're learning more as Game of Thrones fires up. Uh, George R. R. Martin, we learned, fought for at least 10 seasons. Of Game of Thrones, obviously he lost that one as we only had eight and a shortened season eight at that, um, and obviously people were upset how that ended, we all know how that went. Um, he didn't says he didn't have much influence over the final stretch of the, the show. Um, he said, quote, I was saying it needs to be 10 seasons at least and maybe 12, 13, I lost that one, unquote, he told the Wall Street Journal, um, and I know a lot of people that made the show were just like over it at that point. Uh, However, good news, House of the Dragon crashed HBO Max um, as many people went to the app to watch the show uh, and at least 3,500 users were affected. Uh, This is per the Hollywood Reporter. Most of them were Amazon devices, which is very strange. Uh, But it also has turned out to be HBO's largest premiere in their history, with 10 million million viewers uh, tuning in to watch House of the Dragon. I will have a review for it in just a few minutes. Um, Meanwhile, uh, we've learned that Curb Your Enthusiasm has been renewed for Season 12. Larry's back. Larry's back to start a whole new everything. Just be a spiteful old man, that's for damn sure. Uh, A YouTuber has found lost footage, long lost footage, I should say, of the American Sailor Moon adaptation. This was before the anime was dubbed and brought to the U.S. Uh, It was a show that I guess was going to feature both live action and cartoon animation. Um, It's called uh, Saban Moon. Uh, because Haim Saban was, was behind it, uh, and uh, you can go see that up on YouTube. There's a two-hour like, documentary about it. Uh, Neil Gaiman has says, Don't count on a season two of Sandman just yet. Uh, despite it being very popular, it has yet to be renewed. Uh, he did say that things are looking up, but as of right now, still nothing. I hope it does get a second season. The show is great. The visuals are great. The characters are great. Um... It is a very good comic adaptation. Um, speaking of comic adaptations, Batman Caped Crusader, which was going to be a new animated show from Bruce Timm, um, creator of Batman the Animated Series, as well as uh, I think J.J. Abrams was involved and things like that. Unfortunately, um, HBO Max is passing on it. Uh, however, they are not killing it and they are shopping it around to other networks. Doesn't make sense. All your stuff should be on your streaming service. David Zaslav is making the dumbest fucking decisions I've ever heard of when it comes to a streaming service, especially one that's for Warner Brothers. When you have a centuries worth of material to have on this thing, I, I I don't even I don't even want to get into it. Um, Disney Plus is going to be getting a new King Kong series. Um, and if you're wondering, like me, Nick, how can there be King Kong on Disney Plus and Netflix? Well, it turns out that uh, this is going to be an origin story for Kong and more based on the books. Yes, there's King Kong books. Um, so in regards to the rights of King Kong... Uh, there were books, like I said, that were written by Marion Cooper. Um, the they own the rights The Cooper estate owns the rights. To the original book, uh, the original movie rights, the original movie from the '30s are owned under RKO Pictures, um, which I don't even know if that exists anymore. And Warner Brothers, Discovery, and Universal have their own stakes in it as well. Uh, this Disney Plus series, though, is in working in tandem with the Cooper Estate. So it's going to be tied to the books. Like I said, it's an origin story for Kong. So that's multiple King Kong properties that are going to be on streaming within a, in the next few years. Uh, Dan Harmon has talked about Community and has stated that they are actively shopping the movie around. It's not a matter of if, but when. Uh, we've already had our six seasons. It's time for a movie. As six, seasons in a, six seasons in a movie, Abed always claimed. Um, as long as Dan Harmon is involved, uh, it should be good. The season he was not there was not good. Uh, I highly doubt Chevy Chase will be involved, though. Um, since he was famously kind of like kicked off and got in a fight with Dan Harmon and, and things like that. So we'll see what actually happens. Um, that's it for major TV news. I do want to talk about House of the Dragon and She-Hulk, though. Uh, House of the Dragon, honestly, was great. Uh, hearing that theme song, theme song from Ramin Djawadi was, was perfect. And the story beats are really great. It also is way more graphic than the original show ever was. Um, literally showing a C-section on screen as, uh, apparently I have a lisp today. Um, yes, the a C section uh, Otherwise, the characters are written well. I'm really into the Valerians. Uh, Corliss is probably one of my new fav- favorite characters after just one episode. Uh, Matt Smith's character, who... I can't think of his name. Um... Is really cool. Obviously he's vying for things and his brother is completely unawares. Um, Rhaenyra I think will be a very interesting character as the show goes on. I know it's based off a book, Fire and Blood. Um, so we'll, we'll see though what happens um, as it goes on. And how long it can go. Because again, it depends on how long that civil war between the Targaryens takes place. I do like it though. I I think it's interesting to focus on the, the Targaryens. I think it will be fun to see, uh, Westeros 200 years before we're used to seeing it. Uh, He plays Damon, Matt Smith, uh, Damon Targaryen. Um, we already know there's going to be a time jump in season one. Um, as now we're just meeting them as, as younger, at least, Rhaenyra, and Alicent Hightower. Uh, It's interesting to see Hightowers in in high regard, as by the time we get to the time of Ned Stark and Robert's Rebellion, the Hightowers are kind of uh, not really there. They're replaced with the Tyrells, of course. Um, Well, I don't know if they're replaced, but but the Hightowers just are not as uh, high up in the hierarchy when we get to uh, the time of the uh Ned Stark and Game of Thrones proper uh it will also be interesting to see you know what happens on this Jon Snow show that they're doing um but the crazy thing about House of the Dragon is obviously dragons we're getting dragons episode one right off the bat multiple dragons all uh compared to Game of Thrones when we had to wait like several seasons before a they were small and b before they even got big enough to like do some damage um also it was interesting to see some other things going on uh and how different characters interact with each other and how the politics of this time of westeros are very very different um considering dragons you know are still flying around targaryens are still in power um but there's a lot of foreshadowing uh as to what will happen in the future. Also we learn that the Targaryens have known about the uh, coming of the White Walkers. Uh, some minor spoilers here. Uh, since they first came to Westeros. Um, but we'll see how things play out as uh, as the show goes on. But I'm, I'm really digging it. And a, a lot of people are digging it. It's getting good reviews. It's been able to bring people back in. And then She-Hulk... Better than I ever anticipated. The first episode pulls no punches and gets right to it with her getting her powers from Bruce, her learning from Bruce, um, them spending time together, and we learn things about Bruce, we learn things about Jennifer, Uh, we see her in She-Hulk form for a good portion, they've cleaned up the the CGI that everybody bitched and moaned about online after the trailer dropped, because obviously it was a trailer and we knew it wasn't going to be like that forever. Um, I can't wait. It looks like they're just, they're jumping right into stuff. They're not, they're not wasting any time, um, when it comes to this show, which is good because some other MCU shows have kind of been slow, uh, slow to get off, slow to get their character, like as a hero. Um, this one though, obviously you can't be a She-Hulk show and then not have her be She-Hulk, right? You need to get right into that right away, um... But it's it's funny. It is a true sitcom when you sit down and think about it and watch it. And I cannot wait to see all the other cameos that are happening. Big cameos have been teased. Obviously, that happened with WandaVision. We don't want to see that failure happen again. Um, but I, I think Marvel knows a little better and what they're allowed to say and what they're allowed to not say. I mean, Owen Wilson this week talked about how, you know, he would get ominous texts and was warned about speaking too candidly about his time on Loki. Obviously, he doesn't talk about Season 2 that much. Um, but I'm excited to see where She-Hulk goes and uh, whatever is next on the MCU horizon. Uh, that's it for TV, though. I do want to talk about some gaming or movie stuff. Uh, last week, literally right after we recorded, uh, we learned that the Embracer group had purchased the Lord of the rights to the Lord of the Rings, the rights to Middle-Earth. Um, and uh, in a huge deal, um, and again, they're a video game holding company, which is very strange, uh, they have purchased the rights to the Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and will explore opportunities to create new games, movies, and more on the IP. Um, this means... So they've acquired the Middle-Earth Enterprises... Uh, From the Saul Zainz Zanitz Company. Um, And they will now have the worldwide rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, stage productions. All relating to the writing of J.A.R. Tolkien. As well as matching rights and literary works authorized by the Tolkien Estate and HarperCollins. Um, uh, Pretty much most of the stuff that was released in the last few decades was owned by Middle-Earth Enterprises. Um, other things were licensed for creation, uh, just like the Jackson Peter Jackson films, the video games, stuff like that. Um, Embracer Group says it wants to collaborate with both established and new recipients of the licenses. Uh, they'll explore other opportunities. And they said, quote, additional movies based on iconic characters, such as Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum, Galadriel, Aowen, and other characters, unquote. Please don't do this. Uh, they also said, quote, I'm truly excited to have the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, one of the world's most epic fantasy franchises, join the Embracer family, opening up more transmedia opportunities, including synergies across our global group, unquote, said the CEO Lars Wingifers uh, of Embracer. He also said, quote, I'm thrilled to see what lies in the future for this IP with Freemode and Asmodee as a start with the group. Going forward, we also look forward to collaborating with both existing and new external licenses Licensees of our increasingly stronger IP portfolio," unquote. Uh, well, no word on how much um, it was cost them. Um, so we'll see what happened um, in here. Uh, the Salzance company announced their intentions to sell Middle Earth Enterprises earlier this year. Amazon was thought to be the front runner. Obviously, Embracer Group came in. They're getting a little too big. They're owning a lot of things, very interestingly enough. Uh, The Rock was being interviewed, and he keeps pushing this. So he thinks a crossover between the DCEU and MCU is inevitable. Obviously, The Rock is the only person saying it, so I don't know how true it is. But if anyone can make it happen, it's The Rock. So good luck to you, Dwayne. Good luck to you. (laughs) Uh, We've also learned that Warner Brothers has tapped Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie to star in an Ocean's Eleven prequel. uh, Set in the 60s in Europe. Uh, Obviously their chemistry in the Barbie movie is good enough for them to work together in another film. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. They said it would have the biggest budget of all the films. Again, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love the Oceans movies, but... A prequel? I don't know. Very strange. Very, very strange. Of all things, to get a prequel. Uh, We've learned the second largest theater operator in the United States has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, Cineworld, the owner of Regal Cinemas, which I always thought they were just Regal... um, They are preparing to file bankruptcy within the next few weeks. Uh, Obviously, they've faced a lot of issues after the pandemic. Uh, This is per the Wall Street Journal. The London-based Cineworld... Oh, okay. They're regal in the U.S. uh, Expected to file bankruptcy in both the U.K. and U.S., having amassed at around $4.8 billion in debt. Um, Per the Wall Street Journal, they operate apparently 9,000 screens in 751 locations. Um... Which includes the brands Picturehouse and Cineworld in the UK, Ireland, uh, Cinema City in Europe, Yes Planet in Israel, and Regal Cinemas in the US. Um, they are the second largest chain behind AMC, which they barely made it through as well. Um, apparently Cineworld was hoping the Batman, Top Gun, and Thor would bring people in, uh, but lower the numbers are still lower than they thought. Um... They don't expect to turn a profit any time this year. Uh, they said, quote, Despite a gradual recovery of demand since reopening in April of 21, recent admission levels have been below expectations. These lower levels of admissions are due to a limited film slate that is anticipated to continue until November of 2022 and are expected to negatively impact trading and the group's liquidity position in the near term. Unquote. The, um, a statement they released. Obviously, they're not wrong. I mean, there's been movies coming out, but there's um, it's been lackluster. Movies keep getting delayed. There aren't as many big tent poles in the summer as there used to be. Um, they do plan on operating and maintaining operations uh, as they get ready to file Chapter 11. Um, they said that uh, it is a strategic option. Uh, including, quote, a possible voluntary Chapter 11 filing in the United States and associated ancillary proceedings in other jurisdictions as part of an orderly implementation process, unquote. Uh, They also went on to say, uh, this is all per deadline, uh, quote, any such filing would be expected to allow the group to access near-term liquidity and support the orderly implementation of a fully funded deleveraging transaction. Cineworld would expect to maintain its operations in the ordinary course until and following any filing and ultimately to continue its business over the long term with no significant impact upon its employees, unquote. Um, Obviously, Chapter 11 would force reorganization, but it will see what they ultimately do since they have 751 theater locations. That's wild. (laughs) That the two biggest... I mean, obviously, with theaters closed, it makes sense. Um, we're also learning the creators of the Cobra Kai show are working on a Ferris Bueller spinoff. And before you poo-poo it, which I did at first, it's going to be about the two guys, the two parking lot attendants that steal the Ferrari and go off on a joyride while Ferris is off with Cameron and Sloane. So... I'm actually totally on board with this because it'd, it'd be funny to see what shenanigans those guys get up to in the Ferrari that they stole which causes uh, Ferris and Cameron to have to roll back the odometer which causes it to ultimately crash. Um, that would be a fun spin-off. That's actually a fun spin-off that I'm actually on board with. Obviously you can't do the same actors because they'd be about 30 years older um, but I'm sure there's a way to, to fit it in that that makes sense. Uh, Top Gun Maverick has launched into the sixth highest grossing film in the United States, surpassing Avengers Infinity War and now sits at $679 million domestically. Uh, Their next target would be uh, Black Panther, which is at $700 million. Uh, So Top Gun Maverick, which is now coming out on home release, would have to make about another $20 million, which I don't know if that's going to happen. We also learned now that the Knives Out sequel, which will be titled Glass Onion, will release this December on Netflix, with uh, new photos being released. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder will hit Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, September 8th. A lot of people are excited for that. Um, Pinocchio, the live action Pinocchio also drops that day, starring Tom Hanks. We got a live action trailer for that. It actually looks really good. Um, I'm very excited for this movie, surprisingly. More than I ever expected to be. Uh, movie Pass may be back from the dead again. Uh, however, if you expect to get it, good luck, because there's going to be a waiting list. Um, and it's going to be very expensive. Um, uh, A new app is supposed to drop on September 5th. Uh, you can sign up starting tomorrow. And it says, "Quote: The new Movie Pass beta app will be accessible by invite only. When the timer reaches zero, on the waitlist will be open for five days. All who join the waitlist will receive priority access to the service and 10 friend invites. Space is limited. Once the waitlist is closed, the only way to join will be through an invite from a friend." Unquote. Um. It will uh, general, so it's based on your zip code, and it will have credits, and general tiers will cost $10, $20, and $30 a month. Um, You'll get a number of credits to use, obviously not unlimited, this makes more sense. Um, We don't know how many credits are included with each one, um, and how many credits will be required to buy a movie ticket. Uh, They're said they're going to share more details. Um they said they have partnered with 25% of theaters across the US. We don't know if that's gonna be AMC or Regal. Hopefully Sinopolis. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean that's not a bad price. I mean if you go to the movies twice a month, that's thirty bucks right there in some places. Um not including your popcorn and a drink. So I I mean, I used to go, before the pandemic, I would go to the movies, you guys know, I'd go to the movies three or four times a month, right, Um, so we'll see, that goes back to, you know, Cineworld filing for bankruptcy, there isn't a steady flow of movies anymore, Um, or if there is, they're just not general mass audience ones, or they're not doing as well as they normally would have done, so um, maybe I'll sign up, who knows. Uh, now we're also learning the Batman 2 is not dead it's not greenlit, but it's not dead um, as uh, it looks like Matt Reeves has been given a first look multi-year deal with Warner Brothers per deadline um, the, he is at, back at work on the sequel along with co-writer Madison Tomlin uh, they are trying to get Robertson Patton, Robert Pattinson back as well hopefully he is um, I mean, the movie did make $770 million. It's odd that they would, um, not greenlit a sequel, um, even though it is years away. Matt Reeves, though, again, I don't, like, I don't understand why Joker is getting a sequel. Uh, Matt Reeves, I think, has envisioned his story as a trilogy, though, um, and I would love to see them bring in The Court of Owls, uh, and we've also talked about, um, um, What did we say we would want to see? Oh, the Hush storyline, I think. I've talked about that and other people have talked about that. So, we'll see. Um, We've also learned that there will be a secret funeral screening of Batgirl on the WB lot. uh, Considering it will never see the light of day. Um, It will be shown for cast and crew as a quote-unquote funeral screening. Hollywood Reporter learned of this. Um, and multiple screenings will be held in secret for people who have worked on the movie. I'm sure people are going to try and film it and release it online. Um, so, and it's not finished, remember that. But no word yet on when it's happening or when it will ha- when it will release. Um, but it is happening. Um, so some people get to watch some of it. Uh, we've also learned from... Directors Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, they were speaking with script and they were talking about the day they lost the movie. They said, quote, the guys from Warners told us it was not a talent problem from our part or the actress or even the quality of the movie. They told us it was a strategic change. There was new management and they wanted to save some money. First, when I heard the news, I was shocked. I didn't know how to react. I wanted to break stuff, cry, even laugh. I was like, this is not happening, unquote. Um, that was LRB and and fala. That's some of the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, even though there was reports of poor test screening, the directors were still shocked. Um, LRB said Batgirl cannot be released in its current state. Before it's released, one day there would be a lot of work still to do, just like the Snyder Cut. There's no VFX. We still had to shoot some scenes. So if Warner wanted us to release the background movie, they would need to give us the means to do it, to finish it properly with our vision, unquote. Um, they said they had limited time to save what they could, but Fallah said, uh, "We have quote, we have nothing. Adil called me and said, shoot everything on your phone. I went on the server and everything was blocked. We were like, fuck, shit. All the scenes with Batman in them, shit, said L, uh, unquote, said LRB. Although the footage, I guess, um, Warner Brothers, I guess, locked it up and put it away. I don't think it was deleted, but they just didn't give them access anymore. Obviously, because they were going to... Obviously, Warner Brothers knew they would probably try and leak it. Um, um, that sucks. I would have taken it. Uh, oof, still sad about that. Um, Halloween Ends has been announced that will hit Peacock, uh, the same day as it hits theaters, so you don't have to go to a theater to watch it. Um, last week, I forgot to talk about this, but Kung Fu Panda 4 was announced. No word on if Jack Black is back yet, uh, but that will release March 8th, 2024. Uh, Avatar is re-releasing in theaters next month, and because of that, it's been pulled from Disney+. Plus which is an odd move considering, I know A, they want to make more money on it, and, but B, the sequel's coming and pulling it from Disney Plus. It better be back when it's, pull, when it's out of the theaters after the re-release. Um, and then some recent news today we've learned. Warner Brothers has delayed both Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2 yet again. Uh, Shazam 2 will now release on March 17th of next year, and Aquaman 2 has been delayed almost a full year to December 25th, Christmas Day of 2023. Obviously, Aquaman is a he- VX-heavy movie, and giving it more time is, is understandable, considering they've been doing some reshoots. It just sucks that it's going to be delayed another fucking year. Oh, God. At least we think The Flash is coming. Um, I don't I don't know. So the only DC movie this year will be Black Adam. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's frustrating. Anyway, thank you guys for listening week in, week out. As always, remember to check out nixnernews.com, where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer to take us on the go... You can find our Spotify page, our Google Podcasts page, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Um, what am I forgetting? Many of the, the multitudes of places you can listen to, 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 to podcasts. Um, I do want to thank you guys for listening, though, again, week in, week out. And I appreciate y'all. Also, where you're on the website, check out our social media tab where you can find link uh, our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds in one place. Um, Or just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice and partake in all the glorious memes we post. Uh, With that being said, thank you guys. I will catch you on the flip side.